But oh god, that hurt. Oh, oh, I think that was supposed to be a fart. My yeah, I taste it. podcast games nerds and alcohol so here i am alone again no i'm joking i'm not gonna do one of those that was that was horrid besides i've had way too much shit happen to me lately that uh it'll, it'll literally turn into an episode of like barbara walters so i'm actually joined here tonight by uh by a few oldie moldies moldy oldies i don't know what you'd call them anyway we got d from microbrew gamers how you doing d doing all right all right, all right. not too shabby well I, I was hoping you would say you were half left but all right i can get it we got Daymok here. Totally right. How you feeling, Daymok? I'm still alive, still drinking. Nice. And I don't know, you probably couldn't hear those fat vape clouds going on, but we got Shadow Fox joining us. Shadow, how you feeling, man? You fucking kidnapped me, you piece of shit. Alright, now first off, kidnapping would constitute that I actually went to your house. Now we know social distancing is happening. All I did was hack into your computer, turn on your camera and audacity, and said, Hey, get over here. You were like not avoiding me at work anyway. You forgot the robot, Cecil. You did send the robots to sit him down. Well, yeah. yeah. It looked like a scene out of Terminator in my house. It was pretty cool. <laughs> and yeah, there's me, Cecil Xavier. I'm hosting the show tonight. Um, let's you know, let's let's skip over all this pleasantry bullshit. Let's get into what everybody's drinking. Shadow, I know uh, I saw some some Mountain Dew over there. Are you still drinking the red? Did you expect a change? Like I know it's been a while, but fuck, wait, shit, where to go? Where to go? Where to go? There it is. Found it. Nope. That's exactly what I expected to happen. And it's not this bag of tea that was underneath my desk. That was Meow stole it off the counter and then put it underneath my desk. I don't drink tea. It's the wife's. Right. It's a bag of tea. We throw it into the uh, the harbor. Yeah. Y'all about to get tea bagged. Well, I'm being lame too. I am actually drinking some ginger ale because I was doing some schoolwork before this and then I'll be doing some schoolwork after this. I just pretty much do schoolwork at all times. What about you, Damoc? What are you drinking today, man? Ah, uh, well, I flushed the weed. That was a very interesting learning experience for the girls. Uh, and I'm currently drinking Devil's Backbone 8 Point out of can because they started selling it in can around near me. So I poured into a cup and I enjoy it. Nice. How is it out of a can? You know, I still like it out of a bottle. If I'm going to drink 8 Point, I prefer it out of the bottle instead of the can. Unless, I guess... I drink it directly out of the can and not pour it into a glass. Pouring it into a glass, it seems to lose its magical flavor, which I guess is carbonation, so. Must be. Well, do you pour it out of a bottle into a glass, or do you leave it uh, in the bottle? Uh, With the bottle, I normally pour it into a glass as well, but it still seems to have something that the can is missing. I don't know. Or maybe the cans are just old because I'm the only one that buys them. What about you, D? What are you drinking? Well, I'm uh, quasi-lame today, but I have a good excuse. Now I'm drinking uh, Schmirnoff's 100 Proof mixed with uh, Sprite. So just doing a little bit of a mixed drink. I haven't gone out to really get any good, uh, you know, beer lately. You know, been been working full time. And uh, one of the days I came home uh, from work, you know, I had to get rerouted. 
uh, the street right down from my house because of all the fire trucks and everything else. It turns out some a-hole set a fire and burned down the liquor store, the liquor and beer store. So the place where I got most of my stuff, including a lot of the imports and all the good beers, burnt to the damn ground. So needless to say, I, I uh, don't want to go too far right now for shopping, so I'm just kind of drinking up the last of the liquor at the house. So we are going to find that, that person, and we are going to murder them for devastating a liquor store, right? Just waiting on, you know, when the cops figure out who it was, and then it's, it's you know, we're going to show up with, you know, helmets of horns, battle axes, going to be whole pillaging and, you know, whole Viking, you know, shindig, you know? <laughs> uh, well, I actually, uh, I'm going non-lame. I just, uh, I was sitting there going, you know what, I haven't had a beer in a while, so I'm actually going to drink a beer that I picked up up in New York. It's by Bronx Brewery, and I'm trying to read the name of it. It is the Shriek, oh no, Streetwise. God, that's a, that. That's an R. Oh, that's a T and an R. It looks like an H. Hold on, I'll show you guys. See that S? That that's an S T R, not an S H something. Shree or shree? Well, it's just like I don't know what the hell it meant. Uh, but it's I think an you've already been drinking too much. <laughs> it's an imperial pale ale. It's at nine point five percent by volume. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to be honest here. I have not liked any of the cans of this uh, Bronx Brewery that I've gotten. Um, I think Bronx Brewery makes resin. That's why I picked it up, but so far, every other one that I've tried from here has not been good. I have not tried one of these, so here's hoping. Nope, not good. Now, is it like a bad aftertaste, or is it like a tinny flavor from the can, or is it just... It's really sweet. Uh, this would be more like one of the beers that I like, or is like, it sweeter than even I like? Oh, like, you know how, you know how sometimes you'll get that, like, floral, fruity flavor, and yeah. you know, then you get, like, the bitter kick? Mm-hmm. This is all, this is like, you remember that cereal Fruit Nuts or Fruity Pebbles or whatever the hell it was? Fruit Loops? No, not Fruit Loops. It was like Fruity Pebbles. Yeah, Fruity Pebbles with the, with the Flintstones on the front. Yeah, maybe, but but you know like the, the cheap brand that you would get from Grand Union? Oh yeah, like the generic brand. It tastes like that, like when the milk's been sitting in it a little too long and the milk warmed up. Uh, so I'm taking it, it this is like sweeter than like say a... Um, Hefeweizen or a Belgian white, then. Oh, this is definitely sweeter than a Belgian white. Um, if it's too I much sweeter I, than a Belgian white, I may not like it. I know I say like I like towards more sweeter realm of things, but that may be too sweet in a beer. That's I'm not a hundred percent sure. Uh, I really like it's an it's an Indian pale ale. Yeah, Indian pale ale oh. isn't supposed to be sweet. It's an imperial Indian pale ale at that. So it really, I wasn't expecting it to be sweet at all. I was expecting kind it to of be bitter. Buck the trends there. Maybe this whole case of beer is just skunked, and that's why it sucks. But it doesn't taste skunky. That's the thing. The it, way you describe it, though, if you're talking about buying that, like, super generic fruity cereal that you can buy in, like, you know, 10 pounds for $2, and it's been sitting in the milk for too long, that's skunked. That's really well, skunked beer. Well, not, not, like, not like it's bad milk. Just like the milk has warmed up, and it's started to get all the flavor, that cardboardy, fruity flavor. Not like skunk, like sour milk taste. It's just like, you know, when you leave cereal in there for too long and it just, it gets like that, that flavor of the cereal only in liquid form. Yeah. Especially the cheap shit. Yeah. That's, that's what this is like. Maybe if I just pound three or four of them, I won't care. Well, dude, that's like Keystone. Once you get to the first 30 of them, you're in the second rack of 30. You don't care anymore. You're having a great time. Good point. Good point. So I worry uh, about you guys. So Shadow there, I, I saw you uh you holding a weapon there. You wanna uh you wanna tell us a little bit about said weapon since you're not drinking? No, no, I, I no I do not. I, I do not want my cats to be shot. 
I mean, that looked, uh, I mean, that, God, that, uh, that weapon was probably as big as your torso. It's, uh, it's a standard, standard, perfectly legal configuration. We're not gonna dive into details. No, no, no details? No, like, uh, what's it, what's it fire? It, it fire, fires 22, right? Uh, yeah, you could say that if you measured it on one axis, yes. <laughs> uh, Daymark, you got a, you got a, a weapon recently, didn't you? I say recently, in the past few months. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I borrowed one of Shadows and uh, took it out to the range and had a wonderful time, and I picked myself up a, a nice little Glock. So, having fun with it. What about you, D? You pick up any new weaponry lately? Nah, not not lately. Um, however, I have ordered, it doesn't get here until July 8th, but I did order a new gaming device. $400 gaming device, but... <laughs> Uh, it is not a lot of money for a gaming device. It is a Poly Mega. What the fuck is that? Uh, it's a new system. It's for retro. Um, it is really cool. Um, it already has beta units up, been tested by the YouTube community. Um, its base unit comes with a CD player and plays about 15 different retro CD-based games. PlayStation, um, Neo Geo CD, um, TurboGrafx-16 CD, PlayStation, many others. Sega CD? And the cool th- Sega CD correct, Sa- Sega Saturn, yes, all that. What's really cool is, is not only can you play any one of those games by popping it in because it has all the um, um, emulators loaded for that, and it's, it's a high-end device, but you can capture an ISO image of it so you can put in like a collector like me, I've got some expensive games. You could pop it in, let it, let it create an ISO on the system, on its memory, put your game away, and then just play it from the ISO image from here out. So you can put your library on it. And it also has like where you can take the top part off, and you have and you have separate uh, separate expandable modules you can buy for the cartridge based systems. Like I can get one for the NES Famicom and all that. Pop it in and do the same thing with the Famicom cartridges or NES Super Famicom, Super NES. And you can do it for the um, uh, Sega Genesis. And also the Sega Genesis also supports the uh, um, 32X cartridges as well. And then there's also one right now um, for the TurboGrafx 16 cartridges and, and PC Engine. But although I'll have some more uh, expandable units for other ones soon, too. Actually, and you, you know and for any one of them, you can capture the ISO, play it from out here on out, and it's uh, pretty soon. They also have a deal with a lot of these companies, They'll pretty for a few bucks, they'll start a service where you can also buy some of these um, from the company, like from their little, uh, on the, uh, I guess, website. I don't know. It's, it's going to be on the system. It's going to be like, yeah, Marketplace, uh, which is down in the line. But you can put your whole library on there and store it. That's actually pretty cool. What's the name of the And the again? thing is, it's called the Polymega. And once it, the unit itself, the main unit stores the memory and the um, emulator, you know, the OSs. So when you switch back to the original unit and just keep the original unit with your CD-based, all the cartridge-based, all those ISOs are on there. You can play it just for right there. And you're going to tear it apart and find out that inside is a little retro pie. I'm not tearing it apart. That that's exactly what it is, man. I've I've been looking it up. It looks badass, but it's super small. It's a little retro pie. It's uh it probably does use similar stuff to a retro pie. It's actually the unit itself isn't super small as it has the CD based module. But where it's really good is it's got the high end emulation that they custom wrote. And they also got the agreements and all the legalese settled with all these companies too, so they can do that. So it's not like one of the ones that'll get you in trouble for, you know, ripping stuff. This is actually uh, well-supported in the community, especially for uh, game preservation for historical. So it's pretty awesome. Dude, that actually is pretty awesome. Like, and I would the buy units that. Have, yeah, the, the main unit has a wireless controller that comes with it. 
that you that you can use, but with each module itself, like say if you separate get the other modules, like the NES module of the connection for the NES controllers, you could hook up one of those to it, um, like the actual real controllers, or you could use one of like the 8-bit DOS type, or the controller that actually uh, comes with that, because not only do you get like say you get the kind of the generic you know gaming controller with the main unit that's pretty much an all-in-one type thing, but each time you buy one of the separate modules, they have their version of like say an NES controller, their version of the Sega controller, but you can also connect the original hardware as well. It also supports all the original peripherals. And remember, if you're listening to this, all sales that Polymega gets because of the GNA podcast, D will get a kickback from it. <laughs> I wish. I wish. No, it actually, doesn't. Oh, also, it, does it has, cool. for firmware, it has like a um, little um, card slot for uh, like SD cards for like, say, firmware. You can also load, say if you get like a bunch of the Japanese-based games, you don't understand Japanese. It allows you, just like you can get like the patches for like people do the um, the translations, you can load those into it as well. So you can have a Japanese game that you load the patch for the uh, translation, you know, one that never came out in the U.S. or Europe never had English, and then you can load that in. Well, before we get into more news, let's Sorry. quickly kick into uh, let's quickly kick into what everybody's been playing. AKA State of Games. State of Games is where we talk about what we've been playing for the past week or so, or we just pontificate on how we feel games are right now today. So, D, what's your State of Games? I've actually been playing a bunch of various um, older Game Boy games on some of my modded uh, Game Boys, so I've been playing around with those. Uh, Super Mario Land, Super Mario Land 2 6 Golden Coins. Uh, I've been playing a. Um, my uh, some of the Final Fantasies replaying them on my Vita before bed, and of course I'm also playing Final Fantasy VII Remake on the PS4. That's the main one. Trying to complete all the missions, so I'm just going through and uh, still in the first city in Midgard, just trying to complete all the missions and just taking my time uh, after work and just scouring so every little this, detail. This remake does it go all the way to the end of the first game, or is it like cut off in the middle somewhere? You mean the first disc or? Because the the Final Fantasy VII Remake, it's episodic. There's going to be a few of them to, to go through across the whole original game. Oh, okay. So this one is not the entire game. This one is no. just... Oh, okay. All right. It's either the first half or first third. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure where they left off. But they, they declared that before they even finished it, it was going to be episodic. So you're going to get the next one and then, then the final. I think there's going to be, I think, maybe three of them. I'm not sure. I don't remember. But uh, I'm going to grab up every single one. So far, they've done such a phenomenal job. Uh, what's cool is, like, the battle system is similar to Final Fantasy um, 15s, which I really like. So they updated the, fi- the battle system, but you can also choose to go to the original, like, turn-based style. Oh, okay. So they really did a great job, and the, the, um, the stuff, the little things they've tweaked and changed and the stuff they've added in so far, um, I really like. I think they did a really good job. Uh, not just updating it, but overhauling it, and 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 they've added more stuff, like more to the storyline. So it's it's worth even if you've played the game uh, before, it is worth picking up. There's a bunch of new. Uh, they've expanded a lot of things. Uh, and, they, and they yes. You said that you referenced the battle system and comparing comparing to Final Fantasy 15. Some of us didn't play that, but a lot of us played Kingdom Hearts. How similar would you say those are? Because that's what it looks like in the video. It, it is. A lot of people have actually uh, said this is like the next Kingdom Hearts, really, because the battle system is similar. Uh, you control mainly like one of the characters, and then with the button press, you can switch to the other one. Okay. That, and you do. You have this typical. About. You have the attack. You can dodge. You can then bring up the menu. Use your um, magic and everything else. 
Now, you can't spam. Like, just like you have, like, a wait period for, like, say, on the turn-based, um, you could dodge and attack and all that stuff to your heart's content. Before, as far as using items and spells and some of the bigger things, there is a wait, you know, so it's not like you can spam or anything, which is cool. So the the, the basic hack and slash part, slash dodging, moving, is similar to Kingdom Hearts, but you can't just spam everything yeah, else. Okay. Exactly. So that was, that was, I was kind of on the fence of getting it. Because I think it's well balanced. I tried to play Final Fantasy VII as an adult, but because I don't have the nostalgia factor, it was really hard to get through with the graphics. And I don't want to just uh, have a combat system that's kind of broken, but if it's very comparable to Kingdom Hearts, I'm probably going to pick it up then. Yeah, it is. It's, it's very well done. It's very well updated. It works very well, especially with Cloud and the Big Sword. Uh, they've done a phenomenal job. And as far as the graphics are amazing. Um, they oh, yeah. even included from the original the, uh, the Loveless posters, too, that <laughs> he keeps seeing reference to. I mean, they did do a good attention to detail. I mean, the like the first section, um, you know, the first sector in the game uh, where you have like say Tifa's bar. They've added it's expanded. It's a little bit different. It's not like the same map, but it's expanded to like an actual like a piece of a slums or a city, and it still has like the core of it, like Tifa's bar right there. But they got a lot more little areas. Um, it's it's very well done. I'm actually really digging it. Well, I will have to get into that here. Uh, I am I am on the last class. For school, so kind of got to focus on that. But I know what I'm gonna be playing soon. What about you, Damoc, what's your state of games there, guy? Uh, I played Ashes of the Singularity quite a bit and really enjoyed that. I tried to play Darkest Dungeon and got depressed and almost slipped my wrist because that game is difficult easy, even on the easiest setting that you can put it on. Uh, we played some Titanfall too. I played with you and Co for a bit, and that was fun. And I've been playing a lot of Beat Saber. And a lot of this fishing game on the Oculus Quest. It's interesting. Yeah, you got a uh, you got a new toy, and you've been playing the hell out of it. You know, you would think so, but I'm pretty sure God and Selkie love the Oculus Quest more than anyone in this house, including the teenage girl and the 11 year old. Even though they're on it nonstop as well. So yeah, I've got my time. I get my time at night when everybody goes to bed. But oh yeah. Everyone is loving it, and I really enjoy that it's cordless and they can play in the living room and don't have to use my computer to do it. Don't, um, it, isn't that your unit, though? My unit? I didn't buy it, it. Oh, you didn't buy the Quest? I mean, I put in some money towards it. The 11-year-old uh, has a very well-off individual in her family that sent her, you know, a little over $300 for her birthday. So she was like, hey, this is what I want. I was like, ah, okay. It'll be a family thing. I'll, I'll, I'll pay for it and use some of your money and yeah yeah they're about six hundred dollars or it's 400 bucks we got the 64 gig one so she paid for most of it but that's going to include some of the games i'm not going to make her pay for everything but she hasn't asked for a specific game yet so i don't know well my question have you played elite dangerous with it yet no i just got the cord to set it up which is right here and it hooks it to my computer i paid twenty dollars for the cord it finally came in after like three days because there's no two-day amazon anymore which makes me sad but it came in i hooked it up to steam uh i did play the lab the little weird steam demo thing and that was really cool trying to i tried to launch elite dangerous with it but because elite dangerous launches in a third party thing i'm gonna have to look up how to properly launch that you know what's really neat is uh in the labs i mean it's still scientists are playing around with it or technicians whatever for these companies 
they've actually started to create a material that can feel like almost skin-like that they can send like sensations through. So like say for the VR, soon you'd be able to wear a bodysuit. Oh, we know where Foreign that's cells are going to go through the nope. roof. Nope. I'm not doing any of that. VR is... I mean, there are some video games that I've been sucked into, but there's nothing like VR that gets you sucked into it. And we get the... I mean, not that the Quest is shitty, but it's the mo- it's got a Snapdragon processor that's running it. It's not the high-end stuff. Dear God, even the cartoony games, I'm wrapped up. That is what is going on in my life at that moment. I am there. Really enjoying it. I did so, get to play the uh, demo with the Oculus when they did the whole, like, say, running from the uh, from the dinosaurs in the museum, and then there was the uh, cliff, you know, climbing and everything. It was pretty neat. It was pretty neat. So uh, when are you going to play the Resident Evil VR game? Nope. No, <laughs> no, no. I'm like, I won't even play the Five Nights at Freddy game, man. That shit is not happening. No, nope. I don't like, you know, like I said, when we're talking immersion, it's got these little... I don't even know where the damn speakers are, but it projects them pretty well into your ears, so you're completely absorbed. Get some good earbuds like we have, pop them in, can't hear the world around you, you're totally sucked into it. I'm not playing a game that's going to make me jump because I'm going to flip my shit, forget to rip off the face mask, and face plant into something hard. <laughs> Cecil, Cecil, you've got to get him into the Resident Evil, and I promise if you bring me there when he's doing that, I will bite him. <laughs> Let's, at some point, swap out the controller for a real firearm. <laughs> oh, yeah. That will be real good. You're I played a, dick, a little bit Shadow. of Superhot, man. <laughs> Try and play Superhot. Have you got, I don't know if anybody played Superhot. No? Okay. So, Superhot's that really time-momentum game where you have to, like, bullet dodge, and it's all about if you move, time accelerates, but when you stop, time is frozen, so you can really plan your moves. Well, they have that in VR, and oh god, man, that one is like we're pulling Matrix stuff. Like I'm bending over, practically breaking my back in the living room so that I can dodge the one bullet that's gonna graze me, so that I can pick up the ashtray and chuck it across the room at the guy. It's a lot of fun. I want a Tron racing game in VR. That'd be badass. Like you're in the movie. All right. So now my question, since we're talking about VR, who do you think is gonna be the first one to stream VR games? I already did. You stream? No, 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 no. Not not stream is in like Twitch. I mean, like you know, Stadia, Nvidia, GeForce Now. Oh, um, GeForce Now. Do you think they will be? So, I mean, I don't want to break it on the news section too much, but after Nvidia's huge announcement today, yes, absolutely, Nvidia's leading the fucking charge, and everybody's going to get their hardware after they've already set theirs up. Because you know, Google's got a lot of money behind them, but uh, the Stadia, n- nobody's digging it. Nobody really is excited about that or digging nah, it. No, nah, no. I-, I was baiting Daymok there because I know it's in the news feeds. Oh, that's excellent like masturbating. That's masterful baiting. I uh, know. I am a master at baiting. Uh, what about you, uh, Shadow? What's your state of games? Since you haven't been on for a while, you can go back as far as you want. I know. So it feels like I'm probably just going to go on to a topic that everybody's probably talked about in like the last three months ish i don't know both games i've been playing were actually released on the same day but i got them at completely different times it was the polar opposites animal crossing and doom eternal those are not opposites (laughs) of the same fucking game they are crossbred into each other jesus christ watch youtube (laughs) they are the same game one you kill demons and one you just don't kill anything (laughs) despite wanting to kill that stupid ass bunny 
So um, let me start with Animal Crossing. So I'm still playing Animal Crossing daily because it's it's a game that works best in small doses once you hit a certain point, and I've hit that certain point. So I'm just doing like the daily fossil dig-ups, my harvesting of fruit, and catching a few bugs at the time of day is right, and then, you know, doing the stock market. But overall, love the game. I played New Leaf on the 3DS, and I think the Switch version is excellent. I really wish they would have put in some more of the quality life improvements that were in the last one. The last one had, like, damage meters on tools. This one doesn't, but they can probably patch that in because they look like they're going to support this one for quite a while. So that'll be good once they do that instead of me having to carry around two of everything because I don't know how much longer my butterfly net has and I need it for things. And Doom, again, being the polar opposite, I 100% of the game playing it on the easiest setting, and it still felt like it was harder than the previous game's higher difficulty settings. But I agree with that. I yeah, played no, the it's, shit um, out of the easiest, and it fucked me up. So, one of the biggest things that I didn't care much for in the game, and whatever, the storyline is thin enough, or just thick enough to progress reasons for you to kill everything but they just kind of dump you into the middle of a story that's already occurring and don't really explain much at the get-go and it sucked because my wife was trying to ask me what the hell was going on and i had to respond with i don't fucking know all i know is i'm here to kill things but it plays out well like that but the biggest change from the last one was in my opinion a reduction of ammunition available first of all they took away the handgun which at the beginning of the game is actually super useful and it's great for one-shotting but ammo is just you burn through it way faster now. They're really forcing you to move in this one. And that was that was an adjustment. But I think that was counterbalanced by the fact that they took away what I perceived in the previous game of you basically had to match the weapon type to what you were killing so you didn't waste ammo because like the HP scale was just across huge spectrum in the previous game where I'm not wasting my good ammo on these weak little shits, but this game, you could put down anything with anything. It's going to cost a few more bullets, but... Yeah. Um, they very much specifically in Doom Eternal matched ammo to very specific enemies. I mean, and that's th- how you down a, them quickly. There's a preferred playstyle, but I think compared to the last game, you're the last game you tried to use the assault rifle or the heavy rifle against uh, a Baron of Hell, you weren't getting anywhere. You do it in this game, it's not the end of the world if you don't swap a weapon like it was in the previous game. That's just an again my opinion. Okay. Numbers could probably back this up, but I think they they definitely balanced the weapons a lot better this time around. Because it felt like in the last game, once you got a newer weapon, it was you only use that against the strongest stuff. So that's just a my opinion thing, but somebody could probably look at the code and see if that's actually a true statement or not. But yeah, no, that's I'll give my you game. that. I've I've played the shit out of Doom Eternal and really loved it, and you know I had to watch other people play it because I was like, man, I'm just not doing good at this game at all. Even on the easiest setting, it was whooping my ass. So and then, that, uh, that final level, spoiler alert, that final level in the, um, right before you fight the final boss, but like that office tower that you get into, there's the, like the lower level fight with three super heavies. And you're like, okay, that was fucked up, whatever. But you get higher up and then it dumps like six or seven in there. Also, Marauders suck. Everybody agrees with me. Agreed. Uh, great game, man. I, I really love Doom Eternal, but they really did do a lot more with the bullet mechanics as I was doing spray and pray and getting nowhere in the game. But then when I started switching, like, okay, I need to use the shotgun with the sticker grenade attachment to take out the floating head things because I can one-shot them that way and then rip them that way and move forward. They really, I, I don't know, I guess after a couple hours of play, I found a really good groove and I was stomping through it for a while until you encounter something that's just a goddamn bullet sponge. Hell Knights. 
I mean, yeah. I think you are right that they definitely designed it to match up specific weapons to specific enemies because there, there's definitely an effectiveness thing there. But also, it's just so frantic. I, I legitimately think that's probably why they did it. It's so frantic that swapping weapons constantly when you're being swarmed by like five different types is not productive at all. Like there's there's a there's a couple of fights. The UAC complex, that weird like kind of like fancy Japanese style dining area. There's seven or eight different types of enemies, and they never stop. You end up killing, like, one to two hundred demons just in this room. And if you're continuously swapping... First off, you're out of ammunition for everything, like, ten times, but whatever. Oh, and the chainsaw recharges at least one charge by itself. I didn't realize that until, like, the last mission. I was like, oh, that changes up the gameplay. That's a huge part of the gameplay. I just assumed I always got lucky and had one more fuel line left. And then I realized it was recharging. Don't judge pretty, me. I'm pretty sure that's how they leave it so you can get ammo. Yeah, because at first I was like, what the hell? Well, <laughs> so you run into the problem where the last thing left is a uh, like a medium enemy and you can't chainsaw it. And now you're just like, I can't kill it. That's battle management. Oh, I guess one more thing for State of Games. To my knowledge, Halo 2 dropped this week. I should probably check on that. So I'll probably start playing Halo 2 this weekend. Yeah. Nice. Well, my State of Games, I've actually... Uh... I've been forcing myself to, just because a lot of shit's happened over the past few weeks, so I've been kind of forcing myself to uh, kind of step back. Uh, and since I have so long, I have like 15 more weeks that I can utilize to do this last class. So um, I'm taking a step back and taking a little time to relax while still focusing on the books. But I was able to play some Titanfall 2 with Damoc, as you saw, as he said before. Um I actually downloaded the, or actually got the Sierra 3 bundle off of Humble Bundle, and I've been playing a lot of the old adventure games, Space Quest, King's Quest, Quest for Glory, all those fun ones. Uh, I actually picked up, and you know what, I should probably look up the name of this game because I've already forgotten it, uh, but it's a it's a retro-style um, horror game. It's, it's, it's really weird. It's like the old retro, that's why I describe it as like, uh, like wizardry, only more, more... Hang on a second. I think I figured out why they made Doom Eternal harder. Remember that joke about the like your favorite um, survival horror game? And I was like, oh yeah, Doom 2016, and Cecil was all like, that's not a survival horror. And I'm like, it is for the demons. I think that's why they made it harder, Daymok. Could be. Uh, the game I was talking about is called World of Horror. Um, and it's a game preview. Of, it was on uh, Game Pass. And it's a retro, it's really like, it's old 8-bit graphics. Um and it's interesting. It's fun. It, it's it's actually it's genuinely fun. It's 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 very very old school, very slow paced, very methodical. Makes me just makes me think of the games I used to play when I was a real young kid. I uh, also jumped on and played a little Stated K two with Co. Um, of course, I played once, and then he played for like you know the next thirty hours straight, and goes, "Yeah, that game's boring." I'm like, "Well, yeah, yeah after that it would be." Uh, I jumped into, I played probably about an hour of MechWarrior 5 Mercenaries, and I really enjoy the MechWarrior games. I just forgot how much. I mean, so MechWarrior 5, it's not winning any awards, and if it did, then those people are stupid. The animations in it are straight out of 1994. Um, The AI is probably still left over from 94. Uh but it's 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 genuinely fun. It's uh you know you're you're inside of a giant mech and you're going around just wrecking stuff, you know. And it's 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 a bit more balanced now. Like in Mech Warrior 2, I would be able to go around and I would be able to really just like 
they would send mech after mech after me and I would just mow them down. This they've really made it a lot more difficult. Uh, they do just as much damage as you do. And I'm sure that they probably did that in Mech Warrior 2 as well, but like they're they're friggin' snipers. They're snipers. Just as long as they have better response and controls, they're fucking still battalion. Oh yeah, the controls are the controls are responsive. I, honestly, you you I mean, I've been doing it with mouse and keyboard. I, I'm probably gonna try controlling her at some point in time, but uh, I don't know. It's uh, it feels pretty good on a mouse and keyboard. Uh, I would imagine if I had some sort of Joy-Con or, or sort of some sort of joystick, I guess that uh, it would be better. But it's fun. It's definitely fun. Um, it, it's a lot of. Uh, it, it brings all the things that you hate about micromanagement into maintaining a giant mech. Because man, it sucks when you go into battle and you're like, "All right, I got this." And the next thing you know, well, that rocket took off my arm. Wasn't prepared for that. I guess I'm just gonna have to laser beam this thing to death. Uh, it's fun. It's definitely fun. Uh, I've also been playing a bunch of guitar. Not really a game, but I've been playing a bunch of guitar. Uh, I've been learning Breakdown by Tantric, and my daughter wanted me to learn Let It Go. So I've been uh, I've been practicing Let It Go on guitar. How was that going for you, honestly? Uh, so. I so I was when I was first looking up uh I first looked up sheet music for Let It Go and that was a bad idea because there's a lot of freaking instruments in that and like like that's a hell of a song <laughs> so I was figuring all right let me pick like one instrument and I'll play that and it doesn't sound right because you know that's all the instruments together to give you that melody so uh then I found somebody who did they did a tab for it um but <laughs> But it's all finger picking and it's not even like, like I'm looking at it and I'm trying to play it and like a majority of it is it like, it's all chicken picking really. Like that's literally what it is. And I'm sitting there going, man, that's like, that's the one thing I'm not great at. So I think I finally, just today, I've been practicing for about two days. I finally got the intro, um, you know, that, that very, very early part. I finally got the intro clean and I can play it clean. Um, and I can play it about 80% speed. So I'm feeling, I'm, it's, it's not as bad as I thought. It's, it's really weird. Cause like the chords on it, it's using D, um, it's using, uh, EM, it's using A, and it's one other chord and I forget which one it is, but it's, it's not like, it's, it's not really complex on the chords that are being used, but I don't know. It's, it's really funky. It's weird. You know, probably other people are like, man, I learned how to play that in a night. Well, yeah, I did. I'm not, I, I don't play guitar like. I doodle. I don't, I'm not. I'm not up on stage or anything. Uh, but it's been entertaining trying to figure it all out. Yeah, I want to hear that later because uh, that song, man. Why you pick that one? That's that's a big Disney song. Of course, there's 500 instruments and all 90 <laughs> professionals playing them at one time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, Bot wanted me to play it. She's just like. Uh, and I'm actually, I'm going to be using it as leverage. So I'm going to learn how to play this, but then I'm going to force her to learn how to play Stairway to Heaven on her flute. So then I'll play Stairway on the guitar and she'll play it on her flute. I'll play Let It Go on the guitar. She'll play it on her flute. I'm using it as leverage. Oh boy. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to work, but I'm going to try. Is it sad I couldn't even figure out the name recorder? The name recorder? No, I couldn't figure out the damn little... Basic instrument you give to people oh, in like fifth oh, grade. Oh, the you, recorder. <laughs> you couldn't figure out the recorder. Yes. Actually, so I saw him. Oh, Christ. So I've been watching those hot ones. Shadow, have you watched any of those hot ones where the where the people are playing or they're eating hot wings and having an interview? Uh, I like watched part of one, but, you know, 
that's not how I spend my free time. I watched a bunch of those with my buddy Matt while I was over in uh, Germany. Oh, God. You, you've have they been out that long? Well, they've been out for a while. They've been doing them for quite a while. They're just, uh, you might have been watching the newest season. I think they've only been doing them for about eight years. I'm referencing the Germany I was at like a few months ago. Oh, sorry. I, dude, I'm <laughs> sorry. I was thinking back in like, fucking, no, sorry. I'm pumped. <laughs> Um, yeah. This is back in like December, January. Man. I, I was thinking when you say Germany, I, I forgot. I, I forgot that you went over there again. So I, I was putting you all the way back. You know, way back. Um, no, what, what just reminded me the recorder is uh, I think it was Tenacious D was on, and uh, they gave him a recorder, and the dude friggin' jammed out on a friggin' recorder. I remember that one. He's playing it. I'm going. You can't do that with a recorder. And then he keeps going. I'm going. Can you? With his mouth on fire, don't forget. With his mouth oh, yeah. on fire. Yeah, yeah. After after shoving those hot wings in his face. God, those are freaking funny. And I saw the, uh, God, some of the great ones. Uh, Paul Rudd was pretty great. Terry Crews was funny as hell. Coolio, I'm pretty sure he died afterwards. I'm pretty sure the last of his hair fell out afterwards. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, he took that last one, you know, the last dab that they do. He took and poured, like, a quarter of the bottle on this wing and then proceeded to eat the entire wing. Like he didn't cheap out. He went all to it. And he's like, yum, 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 yum. And next thing you know, he's standing up. He's like, that's hot. <laughs> like you think? Yeah, those are good ones. Those are good ones. Um, on his next rap track, I spit in fire. Literally. Uh, on to some quick news here. Uh, we'll just kind of go backwards here until I hit one that we've already done. Uh, GTA 5 is free on Epic Store. Everybody's rushing out to get that, right? And I'm still not getting it. Who doesn't have GTA 5 at this point in time? Oh, I don't have it on PC. And I was like, oh, it's free. Oh, it's Epic. Nope. 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 Well, see, what you can do is what I did. And I logged into the Epic Store via the website and just claimed it. So later on, when something weird happens and all the voodoo happens and Epic Store goes away and then they like merge, you know, like how, what the hell was it? What was that one? Oh, Ultraviolet. They like dumped all their stuff and they said, oh, hey, we're going to dump all our stuff over to voodoo. Yeah. When Epic does that, then I'll just have the game. Granted, GTA like 45 will be out then, but hey, haha, still have it. No, but GTA 5, I mean, like seriously, I mean, does anybody not actually have that game? I mean, I don't have a way to play it right now. I had it for PS3. That's it. All right, so go claim it on Epic. Make now. a burner PC. No, it's it's fun. I, I downloaded I got it for Steam a while ago, and uh, it's fun. It's fun on PC. I definitely, I, I think the first-person view that they added, definitely quality of life improvement. Oh, agreed. Uh, I think GTA V is a fantastic game overall. I first played it on the 360 when it came out, and... It, it was a lot of fun over at a buddy's house, and then we had it at the apartment we lived in, and it was great, bought it on PC, but I mean, dear God, that was years ago. People are still playing GTA Five. I was a little surprised. Well, is there a new GTA out? I thought GTA Five was the most recent. That's it. There's only GTA Five, but they have, they I guess they've really been keeping up with their multiplayer experience. That's been the problem. Rockstar has been dumping all the money into GTA Online. It's been like six years since the last GTA game. Uh, September 17th, 2013. Yeah, it's been a while. And <laughs> the only reason it's been a while is because online has been a cash cow for them. And it's still it's still active. But I tried it once a long time ago. I'm like, this sucks. I haven't tried GTA Online. I want to try it. But then I heard no, of like, all the people who 
like would hack, get a ton of money and then like throw money at you to get your account banned. I mean, I, I know that they probably or hopefully they patched that out, but no, they haven't. It's still there. So my understanding oh. at this point, though, is because it's so late game, like starting out right now, it's like trying to start out on a new social media or on an established social media platform with no following. It's you're just going to get blown up every time you enter the game. Oh, no, man. If you're starting out, you just have to spend like 150 extra dollars so that you can buy all the money that you need in the game to get the permanent body armor bonuses and the weapon bonuses yeah. and the car bonuses. Yeah, it's, it's kind of bad. At this point, it is. It, it, it wasn't when it came out, but this far into it, it is very much pay to win. Yeah, I can see that. But a lot of, I mean, you can't, you can be pissed at the, at the model itself, but you can't be mad that it works. No, and I'm not. Like I said, when it came out, it was not a pay-to-win model at all. You could still earn enough money that you didn't have to spend real-life cash into it. But now it's like a game like uh, an MMO that's pure PvP, Black Desert, EVE Online, where you have people that have been playing it since 2013, and they've been playing the online mode since it came out. They've racked up empires, and yeah, you're not going to go against them. You just kind of get wrecked unless you're willing to fork over a shit ton of cash to get the in-game money to buy the status and go from there. I think there should be a new model, Pay to Grief. Uh, That's actually already kind of in place. Damn. All right, what do we got next? Uh, I probably should have actually had these queued up somewhere where I could have easily gotten to it, right? Um, Valve planning to steam... Planning a Steam loyalty discount and reward. I missed that article. Where's that posted at? Uh, under Gamer News. Let me just add a new card to my keychain. Put it right next to the Food Line MVP. I know, right? I mean, this it's a speculation article at best. Um, I don't know. Maybe not. Well, no, maybe so. I think there was a Excuse line me. in the division that covered your statement perfectly, but I don't have it teed up, so we're just going to have to use it somewhere else. Um, I'm actually surprised that Steam doesn't have some sort of loyalty program already. Um, no, I would be surprised if they implemented one. It's interesting. It's a this is a really really short article. It's three four paragraphs tops. And yeah, that's why I said it's mostly speculation, right? And I can see Steam not doing a loyalty program. They already give great discounts. They already have year round sales. They already have the two major sales and two minor sales every year. Well, you know what the point of a loyalty program is, right? Like, you know why Kroger's has one, why GameStop has one. They make extra one. money via, well, one, it's it's more guaranteed sales, or at least a higher probability of, of guaranteed sales, but they sell your data and make money from all the data they sell. Your data. They have more, they have more accurate metrics than just random people walking in. They have who bought what. But- and they can actually Steam track the metrics. Already has that. No, no, I'm saying that's that's why that's why Steam that's why I'd be surprised if Steam went that way. But I'm also surprised that Steam hasn't done some sort of loyalty point system that's like, you know, like Google even does it. Are we sure they're tracking our information? Because every time I go to a M rated game and I want to watch the trailer, I still gotta put in my birthday. You know, that's one of those weird things that they don't seem to get my birthday right at all, or the fact that I checked the box that says never ask me for my birthday again, I'm over 18. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Steam doesn't sell our information because it can't track it because there's too many fucking users. <laughs> no, I guarantee you they are tracking that data. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt in my mind they're actually tracking it. I mean, holy now, crap. Now, they, if they're selling it, that would be interesting that that i that i feel would be unethical like i could 
I could see them housing that data and using it for their own purposes. You know, like what what genre games are selling best? What games are selling the best? How you know? Because I think there was a there was a whole metric thing that developers used to have access to that would show them all sorts of metrics of people and who were who was buying what. Um, and it really helped with target targeting advertisement and stuff like that. And then they took it away. I forget what the hell no. it was called. No, it's still there, and it's not just developers. You can look at it. If you go into the Steam metrics, you can pull up their API stuff, and you really have to sort through a ton of shit. That's why they have like 500 websites dedicated to it. You can see the metrics. Now, all user data is anonymous when they're uploaded via the API that way. But what they were seeing, it was showing, look at the hardware metrics. Even if you opt out of them... They do a quick scan. That was the big thing where Epic, um, with the Epic Game Store, when they were attacking Steam because they were scraping information from Steam off of your computer so they can get your uh, metrics off of it. It was getting really shady there for a bit, and then they had to stop doing that. No, there, there was an actual tool. There wasn't just like that API dump. There was an actual tool that they had that developers had, and, and they took it away, and they may have given it back. Sorry, almost all companies, though, sell the data to advertisers, at least. They counter them as business partners or business... They, they have it some vague legalese term that's in the uh, user license agreement, but they oftentimes sell it, right, and share it with other advertisers. That is true. A lot of places do that. Uh, I'm not sure if... I mean, I would assume that Steam does, but I have no proof, proof either way. Uh, all I know is that Steam gives me enough spam that I don't think if they were selling my data to somebody else pretty confident i would have a shit ton more spam yeah agreed with that and my list would be custom instead of just slown like thrown at me like i bet you all your guys's top sales games are the same as mine i bet you all your top recommendation games are going to be the same as mine they slap it together but you are right there is a separate add-on for it and it's called steam discovery 2.0 analysis and valve shares a lot of metrics that way to developers Maybe that was it. Yeah, I knew there was something that it was like a very specific program that developers got. And I, I remember, and it was a while ago, they took it away and developers freaked out. They're like, we rely on that tool. And Steam is like, uh, well, it was against something and we had to get rid of it. And they're like, well, we need it back. I think it was part of the uh, whole privacy laws that were changed and passed in Europe that really had a part uh, to do play in that. Maybe. It was years ago, man. It was way, way Oh, ago. years? Never mind. I thought this was more recent. No, no, no. It, it no, was no, years no. ago that, that, that this was out and they took it away. 2017 is when they're talking about it. Well, at least a 2.0. Maybe the 2.0 was it came back in 2017 because there was a 1.0 version of it. Yeah. I, I want to say that it was back when I, before I started a DECA that I was reading about it. it so that would have been before 2017. I also could be talking on my ass and remembering something completely different and merging it into Steam for some reason. But... Moving on, uh, this is actually just a cute article. Um, Resident Evil 1 was remade, or is being remade by a person in the Resident Evil 4 engine. Anybody try? Uh, not tracking it, but why Resident Evil was already remade, and it was pretty fucking fantastic from what I have played, and I've watched a playthrough, and it was amazing. I really enjoy the remake of Resident Evil, but it still suffered from that same... Uh, that same controller issue that I had in the original game. It still had that little bit of clunkiness with it that I think they they really solved the issue of that clunkiness 
with Resident Evil 4 and the iterations that came later. Um, so I, I don't know if, if, if you watch the video on it, it, uh, it actually looks good. Like it looks really good. Um, if they release that as a game, I, I honestly think I would throw down money to buy that, especially if it was an HD, you know, and I, and I, I say that tongue in cheekish, especially if it was an HD, you know, update to it as well. Cause the GameCube version, the, the, the version that came out looked really good, but you know, I think they released it for PlayStation four and PC and it still looks good, but I don't think it really got the true HD love that like, like the textures just there, there were some of them that were just really still pretty shitty. And, and this is coming from somebody who loves Resident Evil. So, so don't take this as, oh God, he's just, he's just bashing Resident Evil because he can't. No, man, I love Resident Evil. Resident Evil is like, I played that first game, the original one way back when so friggin' much. And I've played every iteration that's come out for Resident Evil pretty much ever since. Even the on-rail shooters. I've even played those. I suppose you just expected the remakes to be, or the uh, upgraded version to be just a little bit more polished on stuff like the controls and some of the graphics, especially with the later systems. Well, it, it was. Like, don't get me wrong. The remake of Resident Evil 1 and then the, you know, the inevitable Resident Evil 0 that came out after it, uh, you know, they, they looked good. And they still look good, but compared to like the hd remakes like compared to the new resident evil 2 the remake of resident evil 1 looks bad <laughs> like they really they really nailed it with this new uh resident evil 2 remake like they really nailed it maybe they should do like a whole like a series of them like the one through four or something with that whole uh love they gave the resident evil 2 remake oh well they're doing resident evil 3. like um like a collection if they just did a whole collection of that would be pretty badass again like capcom will get my money they're just even the okay so resident evil um resident evil 4 was a bit more action than uh than survival horror but still had that survival horror in there you know it still felt a bit tense at places five six and seven really just went down that action realm still fun games don't get me wrong but they really went down more that action realm than they did the survival horror part like i don't think i ever ran out of ammo in any in, in five six or seven like I, I i always had ammo i always had something with ammo in it in resident evil, the original resident evil there were times where i'm going i got a knife and there's five zombies between me and that shotgun <laughs> or me and that grenade launcher or me and that something and i need it because i'm gonna have to fight something here soon that it kind of loses some of that horror ambiance and atmosphere when you go with more of an action it rather than you know because i remember the originals there was a lot of tense moments because you really didn't know what was coming up, and you had very limited resources, so it was like, uh, uh, well, uh, can I get around this? Can I- <laughs> also, the original games had something that they've broken out of, and I know why, you know, the, the controls really made it tough, but uh, they, they got out of that fixed camera angle. Now, those fixed camera angles are a pain in the ass, but they really do set the stage for making some scary shit happen. Cinematically great, but control scheme wise and gameplay, it kind of sucks. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Exactly. So yeah. I can see why they got away from that. Yeah, and Resident Evil Two, they still have kind of like that. Like there are certain parts where it can get a little like you know little staticky, where where the camera is not quite cooperating with you. Um, but still, I think for the most part, it's it's really nailed it. Now I know we're completely going into a realm here where Shadow just does not venture. I'm sorry. Were you guys still talking? <laughs> What's the last horror game you actually played, Shadow? I mean, define horror, because apparently I was way off last time. Well, you know, horror. Something that's, uh... Let's trick him. Let's strap him down and force him to play the Resident Evil VR game. 
<laughs> oh, no. I'm going to shoot you. Yeah. Yeah, we won't have to worry about putting a real weapon in his hand. He'll just automatically have one. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll have one on me. No, horror. Something that's got... Uh, Wouldn't um, Doom be considered a horror or that? No. Because that's pretty much... That's FPS in action. That's no. That's so I don't play horror games. It's like, it's like a first-person shooter gore fest. I mean, I, I don't I don't think I find Doom scary. Maybe Doom Doom Three was had some scary moments. All right, hang on. Let me let me pull up my Steam library. Let's see what qualifies as horror in here. Hold on, hold on. Cecil just said Doom Three was scary. No, no I said that... Doom Three could be considered horror because it had some tense moments. It had some scary moments. One, it had one tense moment. The rest of it was pull lever, unlock thirty secret doors. You know the demons are coming. The first one was that fucking bathroom, and that scene was intense because you did not know what was coming for you until that. Everything else, you fucking knew it because you could hear all the doors open. Yeah, but in, in Shadows of Horror, bitch. In Doom Three, though, like the lighting in it was significantly reduced compared to the latest Dooms. Yeah, Doom Three was probably the worst Doom to come out. Oh, so, agreed, agreed. I, I didn't like know. Doom Three, but I'm just saying, like, it was more on the side of horror than the later Dooms or even the earlier Dooms. Everything was just too well lit. All right, what do you got, Shadow? What's what's the last horror game? No, that, ever uh, I think we covered it. I, I I don't have any horror games. I just don't play them. You don't have a single horror game? No. He's got fucking Sesame Street at best. <laughs> Damn right. God, we gotta introduce you to, like, Legacy Realm of Terror, some old school shit. And I see the look on your face, and that look just says nope to me. What what sh- what shadow just totally terrified him? We should, like, have, like, a whole, like, horror game and movie, like, extravaganza for him. Just, just what his deepest, darkest fears. No, I'm, de- I'm dead Leprechauns. I want to. I want to see like either. I want to see one of you guys, like Davox, Shadow, or maybe Co, playing that Resident Evil VR game because I'd love to see. No. I'd love to no. see how the reaction goes. I just think it would be super entertaining. Are diapers supplied for them? Uh, brown pants, definitely. No, dude. The kids have played it, and they've told me it scared the shit out of them. And these kids play these super jumpy games, and I'm not doing super jumpy games. I don't like jumpy horror games. Oh, boy. All right, so what do we got next here? Um, oh, actually, Damoc, you posted this. Uh, they are going to live stream Stonehenge's Summer Solstice. Hell yeah, for the first time ever, they're going to live stream that shit. And I, I know that Cecil has gone to the Winter Solstice, and I bet it was amazing. And sadly, no one can go to it right now because of COVID-19. So they're going to live stream it. And that's phenomenal, man. I'm super excited to watch that. I would love to go and see it in real life, and hopefully in this lifetime I get a chance. But, yeah, I'm, I just want to watch the live stream, and it would be great if it was in VR, too. I'd put that headset on in a heartbeat. I'm stoked. My question on it is, so during the winter solstice, they had, um, they had all sorts of different priests and priestesses there, and they did literally every, every type of... God, every, every type of prayer or every type of, of ritual. I mean, dude, they were doing rituals from, from Japanese culture to Malaysian to Philippines to Celtic to Germanic to American Indian to Alaska. Oh, so they had all the pagan, what's considered the, the broad category of pagan religions? They were, well, they were also doing Christian and Catholic. They were doing, like, nothing, wow. nothing was left out. Wow, that's pretty amazing. That's pretty awesome. Well, that's and that's why I that's why I was so impressed by it because when I got there, I really just expected, you know, that that 
that typical Irish Celtic pagan type. Yeah, thing. that typical pagan religion that you have in your head. You know, the the Celtic, the the, the Druids. Yeah, 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 that type of thing. But they they literally and and they weren't even. So here's the thing that blew me away on it. They weren't just doing like, oh, we're gonna do a ritual ritual from Japanese culture. They were speak. They were saying it. They were doing the whole ritual in Japanese. Like these priests and priestesses were were that learned that they actually were doing like they were doing american indian rituals speaking in apache it, it was or yeah i think it was a maybe Algonquin or something Might have been oh man we have so many different native american languages yeah i know but but it was it was just really it was it was wild to see and i'm curious I'm, I'm gonna watch it and i'm curious to see if they're gonna do the same thing if they're gonna have the priest and priestesses there and doing all those rituals um but yeah daylock and I'm dead serious on this. If you want to go over, let's name a year. Let's do it because I'll I'll go over again. Be- you could literally walk up. It's it's two times a year where you can actually walk up and touch the stones. The winter solstice and the summer solstice. That's it. I want to. I want to so bad. I think it would just be one of those amazing life experiences just to say you did it and then to sit and watch the ceremonies and the rituals that people f- perform, especially if... They do it as you're saying, and like it's you know all the different types. That's a once in a lifetime opportunity that you could really share and enjoy and talk to people about. I'm super excited to do something like that. Uh, let's see if COVID nineteen mops up this year because I'm pretty sure this year is fucked. Maybe next year. Yeah, I'd be down. I'd be down to do that. Uh, just a head, just a heads up and warning though. There are a lot of people there. And they are yeah. shoulder to shoulder. The positive part is that depending on where you stand, you can get one hell of a contact buzz and you won't care. That's kind of what I'm counting on. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'll have a little flask for myself and whatever the other buzz I get, we'll just ride it out, man. Yeah, it's it's definitely it. Uh, I definitely put it on the, the special category. Like, it's definitely something to do. And it's it's something that I'd love to I'd love to converse with other people who have been there and done it. Because I think everybody experiences something completely different, um, you know. Like like me, I'm 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 one of those weird people. I don't like to wear shoes. I don't. Li- I like to feel the ground underneath my feet. So when I was over there, even though it was winter, mind you, and it was like forty something degrees out, I was sitting there barefoot the entire time. And it was funny because people would look over at me and be like, "Motherfuckers, not wearing shoes." And then they'd just look or they'd look over and they'd see somebody else that's just wearing like, you know, a, a, a loincloth and he's painted up and they're on. Well, you know, at least he's got pants on, I guess. So we're good there. I'm not surprised. I mean, how many times growing up you're walking around in the snow and, and below zero weather? Well, yeah, that's the thing. Is I never I never cared to wear shoes like they, they never bothered me. I always thought it was funny up in about B-Spa when I'd go out. The, the, the mailbox was, you know, maybe 30, 40 feet off from the main entrance. So I'd walk out and, you know, I'd be in boxers and a, a wife beater and I just I'd walk out, unlock, open my open the mailbox, grab my mail. I start flipping through it and I, you know, close the mailbox and start to walk away. But I'd still be sitting there flipping through it the entire time. Well, in that time that I was out there, there'd be three people who ran out, grabbed their mail, slammed the thing closed, ran back inside. And then one, uh, the woman's name was Tammy. I remember she came out, I'm standing there, and I'm literally, and, and I kid you not, I'm in about knee-deep snow, and I'm sitting there in boxers, a, a wife beater, and that's it. And I'm sitting there flipping through my mail, and I'm opening a piece of mail, and I'm reading it, and she walks out, and she goes, what the hell, what's wrong with you? And I look up, and I said, what? It's like, don't don't you check your mail? 
yeah, I check my mail, but I have clothes on. Like, I'm fully clothed. I can go out into public like this. And she's just like shaking her head and I'm literally traipsing through snow to get back in and stomping off at the at the entrance. Meanwhile, it's like a meme. People in parkas are looking at Cecil like, what the fuck? <laughs> Accurate. All right, I think that covers nerd news. We got anything under what the fuck? No, we don't. We don't have anything. But there is one thing that I wanted to actually tap your brains on. And it's actually something that we were just talking about earlier. NVIDIA and their new shift over to... Like, they are focusing hardcore on cloud. Shout out, you t- and not just not just cloud, but the graphical side of it. Yeah. Yeah, bye-bye. So they're Ampere, or is, am I saying that right? Ampere? I thought it was Ampere. Ampere, okay, Ampere. Um, so that whole technology that they're working on wasn't for home-based users. It was actually for cloud-based stuff. No, no, not entirely true. It is for home-based users, but the first cards coming out first generation that are hitting stacks is cloud-based, and it's data center cloud-based, but they've got a lot of very interesting things. I didn't know that uh, NVIDIA made switches and network cards. Did you guys? Yes, I did. I actually did. I actually did not realize uh, the switches. I mean, video, other cards and other devices, yes, but I didn't realize until reading that that, yes, they do switches. Well, I knew that they did network cards because they have their whole north and south bridge technology, and oftentimes the integration for NIC cards are in the south. I think it's in the south bridge. Yeah, Yeah, that part, but I mean, I I wasn't thinking that they did full-on switches, though. Well, I, I knew that they did network interfaces and stuff like that, and it wasn't a jump to to figure out that they did switches. Yeah, they do too. So they have their own switches, apparently, which I didn't know that they had their own switches, and then they make cards that can go in switches as well, as well as cards that can go into data center, you know, racks for their NIC, and they're fully programmable, complete AI cards, and now their new ones are the first to be fully programmable on 200 gigabits a second. Holy shit. 200 gigabits, gigabits security-focused. 200 gigabits a second. With the security security overhead. With a full artificial intelligence implementation on their security. All right, so what I just just heard was NVIDIA has built Skynet. Yes, uh, they are literally building Skynet. At least the graphics will be pretty. While we die. Yeah, yeah, great. <laughs> hey, look how pretty that nuke looks as it drops. Hey, it's death and high death. Man, those trees look so pixelated. Oh, God. Shadow, you're quiet over there. You're making me scared. Yeah. It's NVIDIA. NVIDIA do what NVIDIA do. Which I actually had no idea that they made switches. In fact, when you guys were talking about it, I legitimately thought you meant, like, the fact that NVIDIA made the chipset for the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> I'm really, really tired as well. Isn't a Nintendo Switch just literally all NVIDIA hardware? Yeah, essentially. It, it, it's a tablet with a Nintendo ROM on it. I thought it was Snapdragon processors and all of that, all from Qualcomm. I don't know. I honestly it's don't know. combination. I think it's the Tegra X1 chip in there. Oh, it could very well be. I don't actually know. I just, I've been noticing that a lot of things lately have really come from the Snapdragon processors that I had no idea. And they're a lot more powerful than I would have ever given them a credit for. You know, I honestly, like, when you say the word Snapdragon, I still in my mind go, oh, yeah, that little chimsy thing. 
But you're right. Those things are pretty powerful. Those things are everywhere. You think, yeah, your cell phone, blah, blah, blah. Did you ever look at the resolution on your cell phone and what it's powering? And you're like, oh, fuck, man. The Oculus Quest is a, a simple Snapdragon, but they've gone it. The NVIDIA Shield might be their Tegra, but it's based off the Snapdragon to begin with. It. They're really weird that they're doing these little microprocessors that are really effective. Yeah, you can't you can't knock it. Like it works. It's one of those things. If it's stupid and it works, it's not stupid. No, but I think the the real big news to come out of it, if we're looking at Nvidia's release, and I don't know if you guys watched all the parts of it. I, I spent a good couple hours today watching all. Um, and there was way too much information. I'm gonna get shit wrong, and I know that. I really need to sit down and and tear it apart individually. Um, the biggest thing was that they are doing the most chipped version of the 7 nanometer process, which means the rumors of them going 7 nanometers for Ampere and partnering with Samsung's to, Samsung to use the EUV process to reduce the price and cool the graphics cards further is proven true. What they are showing with their cloud GPUs and what they are doing with their CUDA processing and all that means that as of right now, the rumors that have surfaced on like Tweakton and a few other places could legitimately be 100% across the board, um, especially with what they're teasing with their data centers. But yeah, they really went cloud-focused for cloud-focused gaming and their biggest announcement as far as the cloud focused was that Microsoft is on board, Amazon is on board, Google's on board. And they mentioned like 10 other companies that I don't even know that do cloud computing. And they're all on board with making changes to incorporate uh, the new NVIDIA cards in there, which man, we could see Stadia get a huge improvement. We could see GeForce now really leap over Stadia, especially since over the past couple weeks, I don't know if anybody's been paying that much attention to them. They've been gaining games, and they're announcing it. They're gaining 25 games this week. It's 57 games the next week. It's 10 games the next week. It's pretty good. They're, they are doing a great job at making sure that those games that they're getting, because all that bad publicity they got with you know 2K dropping out, these people dropping out, these people dropping out, they've really focused on their advertisement to make sure to show, hey, we're getting these games. We're getting these games. I think they've done a great job, actually, in, in that aspect. Now imagine that sitting on the hardware that they already have and no one else has right now. Yeah. It's going to be like AWS where people are just going to, they're going to go, well, it works. So why should we develop our own shit when we can use that and it works? Very true. Uh, actually, Very true. I, I, want to, I want to bring this up since I literally just got an email on it. Um, if I'm reading this correctly, it looks like Humble Bumble, hum, the Humble Bumble, Humble Bundle is going to start their own indie publishing label called Humble Games. Cool. Yeah. Maybe we should try to get on that and develop a cool indie game. We should. We absolutely should. We can call it the GNA Podcast. And all we do is get drunk and publish a podcast that literally I think we only listen, only us listen to. <laughs> we should get drunk, try to do a podcast, and fight each other. It would be like a brawl game, uh, a podcast simulator. Oh, dude, we could do that. Be like Damoc versus Cecil Fate. Damoc's power is getting really drunk and not feeling the punches, so he takes less damage. Exactly, damage resistance. Little survival horror level for the uh, the fart funk, the green cloud that hunts you down. Oh yeah, yeah, that would be D. <laughs> yeah. 
D gets out there like chaos. He goes to flip over and throw a fart at you, ends up pulling his back out, and ends up losing half his health bar in the process. But you do die. <laughs> Shadow just, you know, does shadow things and disappears for a while and then comes back. Yeah, yeah. Shadow just vaporizes, then comes back and he's got an AR-15 in his hand. And you're like, where did that come from? I already Remember the have first it. Ninja Tur- Remember the first Ninja Turtles? With the, uh, the, the, the foot, the little uh, the smoke pellets? Ninja vanish! It'll be Shadow pull out his vape pen. Ninja vanish! Giant <laughs> <laughs> vape cloud. Yeah, I can see that. Oh, God. You gotta talk about it, dickhead, because I want to talk about it. We could talk about it. Later. Oh, hold on. I just got it. Blue, with his special move, he'll just literally call, like, four or five hundred of those uh, Mr. Me Speaks that just come out and just wreck the opponent. Oh, that would be just like the episode where he's like, protect me from the law. <laughs> but they can't be blue. They have to be the wrong fucking color. <laughs> the Kirkland brand, which is the uh, the Costco brand. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> he's still all my B-Seeks, except for the freaking off-brand Kirkland ones. Don't buy Kirkland brand toilet paper, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, my butthole's been hurting for a while. I gotta give it to Costco. Dude, did you know that Kirkland makes everything? And when I say everything, we go from toilet paper to alcohol, everything. Do they make MREs? Uh, there were meals that were prepped for that that were Kirkland brand, but I didn't buy any, so I don't know how good or legit they are. It'll be like Tremors too. Oh, man, this tastes like toilet paper. Bert. Or no, what the hell is his name? Fuck, I forgot it. He's like, that is the toilet paper. I'm not allowed to talk about Tremors in this house as much as I love every single one of those movies and I really wanted that TV show to come to light. Everyone else in this house just fucking hates it. I feel like they were denied critical information. Need to know information. I I felt some Tremors and then... uh... And Cecil's dad had to snake the drain. <laughs> yeah, he did. Well, here's the last thing I wanted to mention um, before we close out here. But uh, I don't know if you guys looked under Generally Geeky. Uh, have you guys seen the movie Underwater yet? It's on your uh, it's on your Plex server, Damoc. Dude, just because it's on my Plex server, like, I think the other day I just added, like, 19 movies from the 80s that are all teen movies and, like, a whole bunch from the 90s. Doesn't mean I watch all of it. Well, Underwater... Actually, it's it's a pretty good horror movie, to be perfectly honest. It's it it was genuinely fun. Like it uh, kind of reminds me of old like Leviathan with a touch of the scarier moments from the Abyss. Uh, that claustrophobic feeling of Alien. Oh no, it's pretty good. Anyway, uh, in 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 what the fuck news? Uh, sorry, in generally geeky, not what the fuck news. Uh, there was a post and something I I, I missed. But uh, the, the captain in there, when you go and see the captain, he's got his arm in a sling because something bad happened to the underwater station they were on. I'm not spoiling anything. And that literally happens in the first five minutes of the movie. Uh, but he's, he's got a seatbelt as a sling. And on the seatbelt itself is actually a, a Wayland yutani logo. So it's either they were trying to tie this movie to the Alien franchise or they were just using a nice little Easter egg to see if anybody picked up on it. I'm leaning towards the latter, but I thought it was kind of cool. That is pretty cool. That, that's a neat little uh, little detail. It really is. Now, did Waylon Yutani make submersible vehicles? Oh, they or did only everything, spaceships? dude. Like, they were cannon wise. They were in everything. Could be a shitty tie in for fun or just, you know, a really good Easter egg. Either way, I, I was. I, I smiled when I saw it because I'm a huge alien buff. I like, I, I, I've loved that series for the longest time. But I thought it was a, uh, I was a, thought it was a cute nod. 
Well, anything else? Anything uh, anybody wants to bring up before we close out? Shadow, you keep like being regular and then blurry and then regular and then blurry. It's driving me insane. Yeah, right I know. We're this just gonna what... have to close out, man. I don't know what you're talking about. He's not getting blurry for me. How much have you drank? Yeah, how much have you drank? Uh, also, I gotta figure out a fix for that. Not your drinking problem, because that can't be fixed. But the <laughs> camera itself. What about you, D? Anything you want to bring up before we bail out? No, I'm good. I kind of brought up the Polymega earlier, so I, I urge you guys all, they got their own website up, I urge you guys all to take a look. Um, on YouTube, a lot of big YouTubers have already reviewed it, given their thoughts. I definitely uh, recommend everybody take a look at it. If you like preservation of games, or you don't want to just have, like I do, a huge collection, you don't want every retro system hooked up, because you don't have the space, one system, kind of a do it all in one. One ring to rule them all. I did look into that, and I really want to talk to you further about it because it seems like it's going to be a $1,000 investment minimum. Well, we can get to it after the show. Um, with, all the, with all the pieces, parts, and an extra controller right now, a little over 800 if you wanted to get the full shebang, all the extra components and some extra controllers. Yeah. Well, on that note, Damoc, where can people find you at? Uh, I exclusively troll the GNA Discord, so you'll find me there, and... Uh, yeah, I'm pretty good at getting rid of people lately, so we'll see. <laughs> Shadow Fox, where can people find you at, man? They won't. Smoke while out! What about you, D? Where can people find you at, man? Well, digging up all these holes to, to uh, all these big holes to store all the bodies that Dayma keeps creating, goddammit. So probably out in the field. <laughs> uh, people can find me on my website, microbrewgamers.com. Uh, I've got my own um, Discord. Microbrew Gamers, as well as I'm usually on the on the GNA podcast. I've got my own uh, YouTube channel. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Twitch, uh, but I'm usually most active on the GNA uh, Discord and uh, on my website. Very nice, and I'm Cecil Xavier, your host. You can find me on Cecil vs. Games on Twitter, Cecil Xavier everywhere else, uh, Ustream, Mixer, Twitch, uh, I'm freaking place else, but yeah, you can, if, if I'm not there, let me know and I'll get there. I'm on all the Discords too. Uh, I actually think I left a Discord, finally. I actually left somebody's Discord. Like, I was just like, God, ah, you know, I never talk here. and It's kind of boring, so I'm a bail. We hope you enjoyed the show. GNA, Games, Nerds, and Alcohol. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Reviews help people find the show. So if you enjoy listening to us, let other people know. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, Podcast Addict, Player FM, Stitcher, Spreaker, MyTuner, Your Listen, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and a whole bunch of other places. If we aren't someplace, let us know. We'll upload there. You can also follow us on Twitter or Facebook by searching at GNA Podcast. You can also join our Discord chat. Just see the pinned tweet. We do a game show night every first Saturday of every month on Mixer at www.mixer.com forward slash GNA Podcast. Join us every Wednesday night at 19.30 Eastern Time on cast.gg for Anime Night, hosted by Blue Shark 45. And join us every second Saturday of the month for Horror Movie Night, hosted by Zyberblood. We want to thank Morgan BS Photography for our artwork and logo. Check him out at morganbs.com. And please email us at gnapodcast at one with all your questions, comments, or death threats. We would love to hear from you. And last but not least, please be sure to check out our website at www.gnapodcast.com. The only thing that we don't have is that website. Is that a hint? I should be building a website? <laughs> I can't yell so... Not quite.
question. Polymega, it looks like it's gonna be a thousand dollars minimum, big guy. I'm looking further into it, it looks fucking great. Don't get me wrong, but Nvidia is gonna come out with a 3080i! I'm trying to be quiet. Oh, my that too. Have a great night, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs> We're great now, it was fun. Not. I shaved this the first time, uh, every time I wore the mask, it looked like a uh, commercial for a 70s fucking bikini ad. <laughs>